This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. All right. How are you getting on? You well? You well? You well? You well, beloved? Uh, welcome back to the Tony Campbell Shit Show. I'm here in the fine studios here, the Headstuff Podcasting Studios here, recently named the greatest podcasting uh, publisher in all of Ireland. Um, take that, Acast, uh, and go loud and global and whatever, the rest. Um, and as you can probably tell if you're watching the video, things look better. Not me personally, because I forgot I was doing a video today. That's what's great about these guys. They're like, no, you're doing a video. Love it. Accountability. Daddy. Mm. Get a nice podcasting uh, producer being like, no, you're doing a fucking video. You're doing that right now. I came in late and they were like, what time do you call this? Oh, my God. Love it. I also came in here with a creased shirt. I have a crease on my shirt. Hey, is that a uh, Mexican Captain America shirt you have there because there's a crease on it huh hey uh, is that a, a is that a TGI Fridays TFI Fridays Chris Evans is, it doesn't matter I know I smashed it in the first joke um, I don't know what I, I, I you know I remember doing a gig before um, in Kilkenny and it was one of my first gigs and I was meeting other comedians I met Alison Spittle for the first time and I was in Cork and I met Alison Spittle for the first time and uh, I'd just eaten like a big Mexican speaking of which and um, uh, what was his name? <laughs> no, no, no he was just a little Juan little Juan I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> no, I'm talking about eating too much food before I do something because I've eaten too much food now. Anyway, um, she was going to get a meal and I was like, oh, I just had dinner. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I, I, I always find before I get, I can't eat too much and I can't eat that spicy. And I'm like, I've literally just gorged on like too much spicy food right now. And I was like, okay, so that's what the pros do. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Went into an apple greens there um, and they had a little deli. And as you know, I'm trying to like experiment with my deli orders at the moment. So I was like, can I get a white bread sandwich? And I said, um, you could say, you could call me Unkar Plut from The Force Awakens because I was like, can I have a double portion? That's what I said. Can I get a double portion? Sometimes I hear myself talking. I'm like, who the fuck is, who the fuck is that guy? Can I get a double portion, please? Can I get a double portion of turkey? And a double, do you know what I'd actually try to do? I tried to get another sandwich. This is a different sandwich story because that one wasn't going anywhere. And this guy was, was new, first day, and he didn't speak much English. And I was very, very kind to him. I was very kind. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. I was like, can I get white white bread sandwich? And he was like, what? And I was like, white bread sandwich? Because I know, I know the order. You, know, you have to order things. It's like when you go to a pub. If you're like, can I get a mojito? Uh, two hop house. Uh, a sparkling water. And a Guinness. They're going to go, ugh. Because they want you to say the Guinness first. Guinness takes longest. Maybe Mahio probably takes longer, but you know what I mean. The, if you're or if you're ever given an order to a barman, say the Guinness, the number of Guinnesses first, and then say the rest because they're going to have to get. They're going to be you're going to be waiting for them, you know. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Double portion, yes. Yeah, so I said, can I get a white bread sandwich? And um, 
because I'm eating a lot of protein, trying to eat more protein. This seems to work for me weirdly. When I'm trying to lose weight, I actually try and eat more. I try and like constructively eat more. Like I'm going to have a big thing now, you know. I'm going to eat more meat, right? Anyway, so this fella, he was new. I was like a white bread sandwich. She's like, what? And the woman was like, this is white bread. He's learning everything. It was actually beautiful. It was like, what? This is? And he's like, white bread. And, um, and they're like, yeah. And he's like, wow. loving it, you know. So white bread. And um, and I was like, can I get two? I didn't want to say double portion because I could tell white bread was confusing him, right? So I said, can I have two times ham, two times turkey and coleslaw? So he starts putting the ham on without any kind of lubricant at all. All right, buy me dinner first. Hello? I've been talking about fucking sandwiches loads recently. Anyway, um, and I was like, hang on, so can I get some mustard on that? Never heard of mustard. You're like, what? And he just starts doing, spreading the butter. And I'm like, no, no, hon, can you put mustard? And then one of the women was like, this is mustard. And he goes, ah. So the way he'd spread out the ham was kind of like a little pyramid. Like he just kind of put it on. It wasn't spread out, right? I know my first five bites of this sandwich, I'm getting none but bread. And I'm like, ah, you know. And so the ham is like kind of a little mound, you know, and he hadn't put the rest on. I was like, can I get my, uh, mustard on it? So he starts taking out the mustard. And he starts spreading it on like parts of the ham like petting it, like combing the, combing the ham's hair with a mustardy f- knife, you know? And the woman was like, no. Nah. This is a fucking pro. She took out one of those big, like, cutting the bread knives, you know? But did a big scoop, slathered it on. Big, thick fucking Coleman's, you know? I'll be fucking sneezing this sandwich for the rest of the day. Looking forward to that. And he's like, oh, you know? And he put on one dainty bit of ham. Uh, and he lifted it, put it down. And then and I was like, can I get another one? And he starts going for the bread again. I'm like, don't know. No. No, 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 more ham. And he's like, more? And I'm like, yeah. So then he put it on, then the turkey, and then I was like, coleslaw. And he's like, mouth hit the floor. Didn't know why I was saying coleslaw. And it was amazing. And to be fair, he was then like, you know, he was saying everything to himself, coleslaw, ham, turkey, you know? And I have a streak in me that is a bit of a prick sometimes, you know? And I, I've now been able to like... So like, I I get annoyed sometimes when it's when someone it's someone's job and they don't know how to do the job, you know. And I I don't I don't do that now. I used to be as I told you I used to be like a prick over the phone to people, you know, when I was trying to like get an upgrade on my phone bill or something like that, or like threaten to quit or whatever. And I was in the past I've been I'm very kind now and I just kind of try and just get what I want with logic rather than just being annoying and irritable. You know, like I don't, when I was trying to get an insurance claim once, I just like, I got annoyed and then I started crying, like pretending to cry. And then eventually just got what I wanted. You know, I don't really do that kind of mad shit anymore because they record all the calls. So I'm actually a lot nicer. And I I kind of, so, but I still kind of have a streak where I can kind of be like, you should know how to eat. He should know how to butter bread, you know. He should know which side his bread is buttered on, not the not ham, all right. Um, but I was like, immediately I was like, just be nice to him. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh yeah, fucking hell! Like this guy's never heard of ham, and I'm asking him to make a complicated ham sandwich. I mean, you know. Anyway, but now I've kind of like been able to like redirect that energy of ineptitude to like people who can deserve it, like estate agents, you know, people who get paid like a good chunk, a good wage and people who's kind of like, 
agency you kind of hand over to. You know, you give over some of your agency to them for their expertise, like like a like a doctor or someone, not like a bank teller or whatever, but like someone kind of higher up. Do you know what I mean? I get wound up in people who I know who are, are making a lot of money, aren't very good at doing their job, you know? Um, so I've been able to like re, I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit reverse classist, you know what I mean, with it. I mean, I suppose you can be classist if someone's making money. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, I had a sandwich. <laughs> I had a sandwich today and it was a big sandwich. But what's going on with me? Um, I was just away in London there a few weeks ago. I've been talking about it quite a bit. Uh, on um, If you came to see me live, I was talking about it there. Uh, thank you, everyone, by the way, who came to the Workman's gig for the uh, the toy show kind of special, like Christmas special. Um, it was a lot of fun. I probably had too many slides. I was trying to like, you know, they say fail to prepare, prepare to fail. But I was so preoccupied in the slides that like I, I had like a, a kind of a list of naughty or nice people. I was like, here's, you know, 10 people from the year. Are they naughty or nice? And I had the list of 10 people, but I then didn't think of, about anything I might want to say about those people. So I just, you know, it was like, Katie McCabe, nice. Benjamin Netanyahu, naughty. <laughs> and then there was, wasn't really much more substance to it than that. But, you know, you live and learn. But thank you very much if you came to that gig. Um, and um, I'll do my plugs for Vicker Street, April 5th, 2024, uh, at the end of this podcast. But what was I saying? Um, I was saying, yeah, I was in London. And let me tell you, oh my God, I really miss, I really miss traveling like alone, you know? I used to, back in the good old days, back Back when you had a fucking hero's welcome at Christmas, I miss missing me parents at Christmas. I miss missing me parents, you know, coming home, getting that, you know, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock Ryanair flight, last one out of London, you know, touching down Dublin airport, either getting a taxi or trying to pull off, you know, the heist of the Bellagio by getting your map picking you up at the departures, you know, which I've talked about before. I can't believe the amount of stress and the years of my life, especially my mom's life. She doesn't deal with stress very well, right? The years of our life trying to coordinate and my phone like readapting because I'm now got a UK phone and it's trying to get on roaming and she's texting me on WhatsApp and then she's calling me on WhatsApp and I don't get notifications on WhatsApp and I don't get notifications on the call and all this shit, you know, trying to organize the perfect pickup point at departures. I'm looking at my bags. I'm running. Oh, sorry, ma'am. I forgot to tell you I checked I checked in a bag. She's like, what? Doing fucking loops around that fucking sculpture out by the airport at a roundabout, <laughs> you know, just so you can pick me up at departures. Um... Then her touching down, and she's like, I've been here for five minutes. You know? I'm going to get clamped. I'm going to get fucking clamped with me in the car. You know? And then eventually getting in the car and I'm pulling off. Um, and then I told you this, so I went to go pick up my in-laws recently from the airport. And then, and and I, and I to meet them at the gate, three quid. Three. Three quid. You can't even buy a, a pack of um, Cadbury's Twirl Bites for that kind of money. You know, and the amount of stress, although they fucked it up, to be fair to the in-laws, I was like, just text me when you're off the flight. And like, I have everything I need. I have headphones, noise cancelling headphones, and I have a phone, right? That's everything I need right there in my whole world. What will I do? Will I watch a film? Will I watch camping vlogs? 
you know? Will I play Marvel Snap? Will I remotely log into my PlayStation 5 and have a few games while I'm standing there? Because that's the reality. I have access to all that. So the idea that like, oh, did I have you waiting? Being like, yeah. And I did something amazing. I watched Theo Vaughn clips with GTA videos playing underneath them, you know, on TikTok. It was great. I had a really good time. I read the biography of Barbara Streisand. Um, I I listened to uh, an incredible Napoleon podcast. I learned about Napoleon while I was waiting for you here, you know. The idea that someone can be left waiting, which is kind of why, you know, I don't really buy, you know, you're 20 minutes late. Yeah, Graham, what did you do? What did you, how did you, how did you manage to entertain yourself? What did you learn? What, what amazing experience did you have online, you know, while you were waiting for me? So I was planning on doing that, you know, uh, and then I get a text off my father-in-law being like, we have our bags. And I'm like, you were meant to text me. You were meant to text when you landed. You were meant to, and I would have stood there for 40 minutes. I don't care. You know, I was going to make a little sign and everything, you know, three quid. Three quid is all it costs to make someone's Christmas. Okay. Um, looking forward to seeing all the videos of uh, people coming home, home for Christmas. It is. Uh, but anyway, I miss the old hero's welcome, you know, of coming back for Christmas. You know, you, you've pulled off the heist. You're driving away like Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad, the finale, you know. Spoiler. Yes. Um, you know. You got money shooting at the back, like, <laughs> can't believe we did it, those suckers, you know? Um, and then you kind of have this hero's welcome, you know? You, you get, like, your favorite food. Your man gives you your favorite food, gives you a nice bed. You're only home for, like, five minutes before you're like, I'm off. I'm actually going to meet my mates now. My mates that live in London are also back in Cecilia, you know? I miss that. Why did I get onto that? Yes. Sorry. Traveling alone. Love traveling alone. Love even before I've landed, you know, I'm got everything there. It's all in one bag. It's all in one backpack. You know, I'm not, I'm not wearing a heavy coat. You know, I'm just like, I have my coat draped over my little pulley case. You know, I'm comfortable. I'm warm. I'm not sweating. I have my noise canceling headphones. I'm there. I'm like, I have a pint. I have a lovely pint while I stare at planes, you know. Like a, a magazine that I'm never going to read, but will look pretty good on my coffee table. Monocle or some shit, you know. GQ uh, that I'm not going to read. Oh, look at this. Um, you know, this exclusive Empire cover of Michael Fassbender as Magneto. You know, might buy that, but I probably won't read it. Um, I'll probably skim through and see how many stars films got. I'll get on the flight. I'll probably order two Croc Monsoors from Flying Alone. Uh, a warm can of Heine that I regret buying instantly that I pour into ice. It's the only time I ever drink beer with ice is when I'm on a plane. It's never nice. That's what they should say. That's the that's the rhyme, you know. Beer with ice, never nice. Warm beer, give it here. You know. Um, you know, listen to a podcast, take out my Nintendo Switch. My bags are over in the overhead compartment because it's small, it's compact. I have leg room. There's no bag mashed in there, you know. Sit there, put the headphones on. If Terry's with me, I ignore her, you know. She forgot her headphones or they're, they're just shit, you know. So she's like just like looking at her foes. She forgot to download on. She's more on like that sometimes, you know. I've got everything. I've got like 
comedy podcasts that I've downloaded, maybe even movies, maybe I've even splurged for YouTube premium just for the month because I knew I'd be flying back and forth. So I've got some YouTube videos downloaded or movies. Maybe listen, maybe watching a movie while playing, you know, Mario Kart or Zelda, you know, touchdown. Your man brings you home. You've pulled off the heist. Have a couple of drinks for her, you know, before you go to bed. Get up the next morning. You're out of there like a fucking rocket, you know, to see, to see your real family, <laughs> not your real friends. But no, now it's kind of like now you arrive. Now the struggle starts, you know, got a taxi to the airport. My daughter doesn't know why she has to sit in a seat. She's like, hmm, this is weird. Normally this hour I'd be crawling around. So fuck this. She's screaming, crying on the way to the airport. Then she goes from the car seat uh, to the pram. And then, do you know what I did? Blimped it big time. You can call me Mr. Goodyear. Well, it actually started off pretty stressful because I put my wrong, the wrong name on, the, on my ticket. I put a big dick Cantwell and they were not didn't find it. No, I put An- I put Tony. My name's Anthony on all official documents. And I put Tony. Well, actually, to be fair, Aer Lingus website put Tony. Because uh, I logged in. You know, sometimes you log in, then it autofills. And you're like, oh, amazing. I don't have to type in all this fucking, my passport number and all this shit. Yeah, well, they gave me the wrong fucking name. Because I must have typed it in correctly uh, before. So I had to call this guy one o'clock in the morning before. Because the only time I realized, I was like, oh, fuck my ticket. I've just checked in. I've checked in with the wrong ticket. Even more complicated. And your man's like, oh, look, we've changed that. This is your new number. You can just log in with that. So I tried to check, check. You can check in with that. So I tried checking in. And I was like, oh, it's not letting me check in. He's like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Just do it in the airport. I'm like, nah, no, 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 hang on. No, no, no. Like, I actually really liked him because he did something incredible. And I thought I'd have to pay for it. I didn't. It was amazing. Um, but I was like, no, no, no. And he's like, all right, well, look, here's, the, I'm going to send you the email now with your new um, check-in number, your new reference number. So you can check in with that. All right. So he sent that. He didn't get it. And he's like, is there anything else? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't get that email. And I'm like, ah, I'm sure it'll come in a few minutes. Do you think, to quote Shane Daniel Byrne, do you think I came down in the last shower, do you? Do you think I'm fucking, do you think this is my first rodeo? Think it's my first rodeo, bro? Because I really liked him when he said he was going to fix everything. But then he's like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Look, I don't want to be on this phone. What do you think? What do you think? I think I'm lonely. Do you think I thought this was the phone number for the Samaritans, right? And I just, I'm here for the chat. I don't want to be on this phone. You don't want to be on this phone, but stay on the fucking line until I get the confirmation. So he's like, all right, well, look, this is the number. So that should be everything you need. All right, wake up the next morning. No email. More fool me. More fool me. I told you one time I did get a Virgin Media router sent to my house because I had no internet for a week and they kept sending out a router and they kept sending it to the wrong address and I changed my address. I'm not even joking, four times. So then I called eventually and I was like, hi, I need you to send out a router to me. And he's like, well... It'll be tomorrow at the earliest. And I'm like, I kind of need you to send it out today. You know, because there was one meant to come today, but it keeps going to the wrong address. And then I actually even went to that address today and they wouldn't give it to me because I am in my old address. Even though I used to live at that address, I actually ran over to my old house just to meet this guy and he wouldn't give it. And he drove off and I chased the van down the road. True story. Um, so I need you to send the router today. And he's like, all right, well, look, we're going to, uh, what address is that? And he gave me the wrong address again. And I'm like, this is the fucking fifth time I've had to change that address. I'm going to give you this address now and hopefully it updates. But if not, I need you just to write that down on a post-it because that's my address. And I need you to from somehow get uh, a thing for me today. And he's like, I don't think that's possible. Will there be anything else? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to get off the phone. And he's like, I need to get off the phone. And I said, as calmly as I could, the only bargaining chip I have here is your time and wasting it. So I need to stay on the phone. 
So I'm telling you that I know you can't hang up on me. That's the only thing I have. So I need you. You're going to have to stay on the phone with me. And then eventually after half an hour, and he's like, well, I'm just going to have to put you on hold. And I'm like, I know. But I also know you're not going to be able to take any calls in that time. And I know you probably want to take your calls. <laughs> so I just need that I just need that router today. And I was like, I'm so sorry it's falling on you, bro. I'm so sorry. I really, it's nothing personal. I like, I actually like you, you know. Um, you know, so, and then eventually after half an hour, he put me on hold for 10 minutes. I'd be waiting there. I had nothing better to do. Believe you me, I had nothing better to do. And then he put me on hold for 10 minutes. And then he'd come back. Are you still there? Oh, yes, I'm still here. Is there any chance you could send that router today? And he's like, look, as I told you, there's nothing we can do. It would be tomorrow at the earliest. And I'm like, all right, well, look, um, I need to stay on the line. And after half an hour, three sessions have been of 10, minute on, 10 minutes on hold. He probably thought he was putting me in the fucking clink. He thought he was putting me in the boo box, putting me on hold. All right? Don't, doesn't he realize, like, I'm, I'm going on TikTok. I'm just like, you know. I mean, the TikTok doesn't sound very good because I'm trying to watch, like, satisfying videos. But I'm getting that, you know. You know, banger, banger, hold music. So, um, and then eventually after three sessions, he was like, okay, actually, you know, funnily enough, there is someone who's available who can drop the router off today. And I'm like, oh, oh, good. Oh, that's good. Um, so I should have been that vigilant with this guy on the phone. Anyway, I rock up at Dublin airport, go up to the desk and the very sound about it. I saw this woman, she was amazing. She was like fucking Edward Key Hands. She was like, okay, didn't stop, didn't blink. And I was like, this is impressive. And she didn't even smile at that. And then after five minutes of typing, she was like, oh. <laughs> She'd still remember the thing I said five minutes ago. I was like, wow, you're impressive. And she sorted everything out. It was great. Piece of piss. Um, you know, but then you're, then you got the kids. And, you know, my daughter doesn't understand why she had to sit in a car seat for so long getting to the airport. And then why she had to sit in a pram when she, all she wants to do is just crawl on the floor and eat paper, you know. She sees some lad sitting there eating and reading the fucking broadsheet. She's like, hummina, 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 you know, wants to eat that whole fucking paper, you know. Irish Times Magazine included, you know, the weekender. Give it to her all, roll it up, you know. And the young fella... He just he just is actively thinking like, hmm, where is there an area with like a velvet rope that I can run underneath? Where's the do not go areas here in this in this airport, you know? He's only shy of fucking pulling a gun, grabbing one of the guards' guns, and hijacking a plane. It's like preventing an international incident. But what we had was um it was getting fairly stressful. One of the, the gate that we were at. Really wanted to have like a proper meal and everything. There was no time for the meal because I had to do all that shit with the check-in, right? So we were going, because my wife is a, when it says go to gate, she seems to think that's urgent. She seems to think that's something to do with boarding the plane, go to gate. She has no idea. She has no idea. Of course they want you at the gate. Of course they want you at the gate. Of course. But there's no food over there by the gate. There's no chance of me having a, a 11.30 pint. Do you know what I mean? In the morning this time. If I go to gate, I need to do that here, but it wasn't happening, you know. I ordered, a, I, we actually were able to sit down for a minute and I ordered a breakfast sandwich. My young fellow was like, oh, that looks good. He had the whole fucking thing, the whole thing. I'm going to take the whole thing. He had the whole breakfast sandwich. It was devastated. Then we went into fucking WH Smith and he's like, um, I was like, come on, I get you a book. 
And he's like, I want this pirate magazine. Because <sighs> there was like a toy, the shittest looking toy shark on the front of this magazine. He's become indoctrinated to buying magazines for toys because my man buys him a magazine because she works in the shop. So she, sometimes she gets the toys, but then she stopped getting the toys and then she just kept buying the magazine. And I'm like, ma'am, you're going to be fucking skint. You keep buying him these magazines, you know? So he saw this. And then I showed him like, you know, a, a really good children's book that I know he wants about an octopus, Tiddler by Julia Donaldson, right? Show him that. And he's like, you know how, this is the same price as that bullshit magazine that you're going to lose. And the toys are, you're, you're going to open that pack of toys on the flight and they're all going to go missing and you're going to lose the magazine. This is a book. This is a book that can last. He's like, no, forget it. Once the stupid fucking shark magazine. Um, and then we have to go to gate because my wife, because my wife, because I'm married, right? So we go to gate and then they haven't eaten properly because we have to go to gate. And then my wife has, unbeknownst to me, packed all of the food down the bottom of my bag and I was just been stuffing. I'm a ham-fisted motherfucker. I've been stuffing stuff on the top of my bag. So all the grapes are crushed. They're like wine now, right? So I open up the grapes and they spill everywhere, spill all over the floor. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then I look over and my daughter shit through her outfit. I'm like, oh my God. So then while I'm trying to deal with this mess of shit, I'm like, who hired? Where's the jacks? How do I clean up the shit off her, right? Um, this woman goes, uh, here, sorry, excuse me. She's eating grapes off the floor talking about my young fella because he's so gorgeous that he looks like a girl right um, he does look like a girl well I, he doesn't look like a girl but he's very pretty you know he's got stunning eyes like a Caribbean sea and he's got wispy hair he looks like he looks like one of uh, Tim Taylor's kids but I'm thinking of Jonathan Taylor Thomas you know what I mean he's got a real Jonathan Taylor Thomas vibe going right gorgeous handsome looking fucker my young fella mbop and all that right and he's got stunning eyelashes um, that are very long and curled, you know. He looks like if Bugs Bunny was dressing up as Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you know. Um, anyway, so he's so she's ratting on my young fella eating the grapes off the floor, right? I honestly don't give a fuck if he's eating grapes off the floor, you know. Like, come to Argaff. We're like, we're like fucking monkfish. Like, <laughs> we're all fucking bottom feeders. We're always eating off the ground. Who gives a fuck? It's the ground, right? Now, I know an airport ground is completely different. But she's like, sorry, she, sorry, just to let you know, she's eating grapes off the floor. And I was so, you know, uh, you know, confused by my daughter shitting through her thing that I was like, oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, I said sorry to this woman, right? And then uh, and then I was like, Sonny, don't. And I was like, caught myself, do you know what, actually? Eat the, I was, you feel, no, start, keep, keep eating the grapes off the floor, I said. <laughs> and then I picked up, and I'm not even lying. Don't know what it is. You stressed... Stress is a hell of a drug. And then I started eating the grapes off the floor while looking at your woman. Bumped into that woman later on when we landed. We were trying to find a driver because the London Irish Centre very kindly had sent a car. Didn't say, say where we'd be being picked up, but they said they'd sent a car. Um, so we went out to the car park trying to find the guy. And uh, the same woman who had ratted on my young fella says, uh, here, I'm not 100% on this, but if you're, are you looking for a driver? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, See that sign over there says trains. Follow that and it'll go downstairs and it might be at the train station. And I was like, might be at the train station. Why do you think that? And she goes, I don't know. Just if you've tried other places. <laughs> like, do you not see how fucking stressed we are? Me and my wife and my m fucking soiled children and my sea urchin uh, or street urchin of a child 
who eats shit off the floor, you think corralling this fucking mess, with the greatest respect to my family, down to the train station to find a car is a good idea. Don't quote me. Just don't quote me on it. But if you've tried other places, it might be down there. You know, people talk about male privilege. And it's real. But this was a woman <laughs> who did this. You know, it was quite shocking to see a woman be so kind of blokey like that. Here, I don't actually fucking know Anne, but once you try that thing out, because I'm, no, I've no doctor right now. You know, my phone, here, sorry, excuse me, my phone battery's gone dead. She's eating grapes off the floor, that boy. And there's a driver at the train station. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. So it was quite stressful. And I tell you, it was even more stressful on the way back, right? We got a car picked up from North London in rush hour all the way down to Gatwick in South London, right? An hour and 45 minutes in the car. That's insane. And it was very sweet at the London Irish Centre. Probably cost them a fortune to organise that car. But I think even with like swapping over different tubes, it just makes more sense. An hour. Should be only an hour to be getting to an airport. Do you know what I mean? And also they get to like stand up on the train, run around. Had these two kids locked in. So we're pulling up to Gatwick after an hour and 45 minutes. And my daughter just gets sick all over herself. And over my wife and my uncle has just wound up. He's kind of half asleep, half awake. Neither of them have had their naps, their essential naps in the morning, right? So they're fairly fucking wound up. Um, it took longer because of the rush hour. So now we've got 40 minutes, four zero minutes to board, to board the flight. And we're in Gatwick, right, at the busiest time. And I have to change my ticket details again, right? So I go up and this woman who I went up, there was two lines at Aer Lingus, right? And it was uh, in Gatwick. And um, one had a big long queue and one had no queue. And I was like, it's weird. And I was like, I don't want to be kind of like chancing my arm here. Because, you know, sometimes you're like, obviously it's too good to be true, the no queue. And then you go up and they're like, that's, no, this tells, you know, that tells up. But I went up and this woman looked at me and she goes, yes. And I was like, okay, well, you're talking to me at least. And I was like, hi. Thinking in my head, if that stressed you out, <laughs> then you're going to love me. Then you're going to love me. Right? Then you're going to love me. Uh, Batman. <sighs> Didn't need to uh, tell you what that was about. Anyway, look, so then I go up and I'm like, uh, yeah, hi, great news. I I'm not checked in. I need to change my ticket details. You have to do that manually. And then you have to check in all four of these bags. And we have 40 minutes to board the flight. So <laughs> the floor is yours, right? And this woman, and I swear to God, this is what happened. And I'm, this is no exaggeration whatsoever. She turned to her colleague and she goes, hey, uh, do you have a rope? <laughs> All right. And everyone's like, what? Why? Why a rope? And she says, and I can hear her. She goes, to fucking hang myself. <laughs> to fucking hang myself. <laughs> and then when she saw that my children have double barrel names, she actually looked like she was <laughs> going to start crying. <laughs> then my name and then Terry's name. I'm sorry they had double barrel names. She had to type in those names. <laughs> and this woman was typing with one finger the whole time. Not a fucking hint of Mavis Beacon off this woman, Right? She had not followed the Mavis Beacon at all, right? And she also didn't have like, she had like a handwritten notebook full of like notes. You know, it might be her first day, whatever. 
but she was really fucking stressed. And I was thinking to myself, right, I these kids haven't had a nap. One of them had shit the last time we were boarding all over, uh, or all in her poopy nappy and down her legs. Uh, and then this, and now she's after getting sick on herself, and he is literally just trying to board a, a plane via a conveyor belt, right? And my wife is trying to keep it cool, but is clearly wound up because she has to hold on to the kids while I do my bullshit, right? And we have a flight to board in 40 minutes, and you are 10 times more stressed than I am somehow, you know? And it was a great leveler, you know? It was actually a great leveler. I was the first, like, this is kind of rude, you know? But I did, you know, I did kind of have a bit of a dig at her because she was just like with one hand. And at one moment, her colleague came over to help. And every time her colleague said, why don't you try something? She's like, I did that. I did that. I did that. It's not working. And I just said, hi, sorry. Uh, we have to board a flight in now 30 minutes because um, we've gone on a long time. Can she, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Can she just do it for you? Can she just sit? And I literally said, can she sit where you're sitting and just do it? <laughs> and just like, and then she just you one did it really quick, you know, very skilled at the Mavis Beacon, um, and then the rest was fine. Then the rest was fine, you know. Didn't get to go to prep. Didn't get to go to Wetterspoons, you know. The joy, the joy of flying alone, just having that time to yourself. All I do, you know. I remember I used to like play this JFK assassination game. The thing was to try and recreate the assassination as close to Lee Harvey Oswald's shot, if you believe that shit, as possible. And I used to just like play that for, like it was the only game on my Mac. And I would just be like lying in JFK in the sides, blowing his head off. <laughs> Sitting there with fucking a Jameson and two warm Heineken cramped in the middle between two people, like flying home on Christmas. That were the good old days of flying home. But anyway, look, uh, I have to get out of here um, because I arrived late. But at least this is a consistent and beautiful looking video podcast. If you are a patron or would like to become a patron, you can now do so over on Headstuff Plus, headstuffpodcast.com. You can support this podcast for the price of a pint a month. We're not on Patreon anymore. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, don't worry, you're going to get an email today or yesterday, telling you how you can move everything over. That is very seamless and very easy to follow. But look, thank you very much for your very kind support. If you'd like to see me live, I'll be performing in Vicker Street on the 5th of April, 2024. I'll also be performing in London and Cork and Galway and Limerick and hopefully Belfast and a few other places. If you'd like for me to play somewhere, do let me know. All I need is just, hey, if you've got a fucking pub and 60 people want to see me, let me know. I'd love to come. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. All the best. I love you. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.